The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So we've been keeping an eye on what's happening in and around the city and spotted Ward, Ward 4 City Councillor Aaron Paquette um, raising some concern or shining the light on some issues that um, were of concern to him. And one of those issues is local food security. To find out more, we've dialed him up. Councillor Paquette, nice to have you back on the show. Hi, Jalen. Good afternoon. How have you holding up? How are you doing holding up through all of this? What's your uh, world been like? We're doing well. Uh, you know, the family is uh, keeping ourselves busy and uh, <laughs> occupied. But, of course, uh, in my work as a city councillor, uh, it's been fairly busy, as you can imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when you, I, I was going through your uh, your Twitter timeline and on your webpage uh, recently, and, and you had said that COVID-19 has shone a light on our food system and that we have a choice to make. We can either scrape and crawl to get the old system back, or we can move forward with a local, with our local food economy that nourishes us all and supports our Edmonton business owners. What do you mean by that? Um, can you explain that for me? Oh, sure. Uh, you know, it just has to do with our uh, supply chain. And what we've seen is that our supply chain can come under threat through unexpected circumstances. In this case, it's a virus. The next case could be a natural disaster and so on and so forth. So what can we do to ensure that we are all okay in the city of Edmonton? And you know, we happen to be one of the, uh, the best places in the world to grow food. In fact, next to oil and gas, uh, you know, agribusiness is our number one GDP sector. So this is something that was uh, uh, Alberta was founded on, and it's something that I think will take us into the future. So we see already that there are places in the world where they are not able to get uh, the farm workers that they're used to, and so their produce will not be able to get to the market. And so there's mm. one uh, weak link. The other is obviously just trying to move that produce now, um, in an age of uh, COVID-19 and all the things, that, all the problems that that represents. I mean, everyone's gone to the grocery store and seen empty shelves. Of course, part of that is panic buying, but part of it is the food chain not being able to ably respond to events. So you talk about local food security being vital right now, and you want um, the city to move on a number of different things, um, including keeping community gardens open. Um, were they supposed to be closed, or is that something that is a possibility given what's going on? A possibility given what's going on. The concern, of course, is uh, physical distancing. Now, we've got communities who are saying, listen, we will develop protocols and, and rules that people have to follow, but please let us keep the community gardens open, because this is a, a source of... Uh, um, social interaction, even if it's from over six feet away, but it also helps augment people's diets, uh, helps their grocery bill, and it also represents something that people can do to donate. They can donate food, uh, they can do canning, they can do all sorts of things. And, and you know, back in World War II, we had this thing called Victory Gardens, <laughs> and yeah. uh, that's where the government encouraged everyone to grow a garden because it helped the local economy. And that's what we're talking about today, too. Like, let's work on our local economy because a lot of the food that um, the larger gardens can grow and even our local farms um, can go into a virtual food hub, basically a way for 
uh, people who buy the food, like restaurants and grocery stores and events and things like that, even if uh, even if we're not holding events right now, but to connect them. And we actually don't have that right now. We don't have a one-stop shop. So there are a number of things we can do. And, of course, I mentioned the Victory Gardens. One person said, why don't we call them co-victory gardens? Because <laughs> to get out of this, it's going to take a, commu- a community, plus it kind of sounds like COVID. So it reminds <laughs> us why it's important. <laughs> um, you know what, uh, Councillor Paquette, um, I remember this vacant lot, this vacant lot program that I think was, yes. it, they, they fired it up back in 2018. It was supposed to be a, a pilot project, a six, seven month pilot project. Whatever happened with that? Well, that's a good question, and uh, <laughs> the simple answer is red tape, uh, but, you know, as, uh-huh. as with almost everything. But uh, the long answer is that uh, it worked out fairly well, but they encountered problems with supplying water because uh, for some reason they weren't allowed to use rainwater. Don't ask me why. And uh, the other thing was liability insurance. Each site needed a million dollars of liability insurance. And so obviously there were some barriers there. But I think if we put our heads together, we can solve these things. We can cut some of that bureaucratic tape that's holding things up. So these are a couple of the things that you want um, to get moving on again, is keeping the community gardens open, get this vacant lot program up and running again. You mentioned this Victory Garden program. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, growing food on public lands. And I I think a lot of people think that you have to have just like a little designated garden in your backyard um, where you can grow things at. But that's not necessarily the case, isn't it? My neighbor across the street grows potatoes in his front yard. That's right. Your front yard can be used as a garden. People don't know this. You can also have hens. You can have bees. Um, You can have, uh, you can't have cows, but uh, (laughs) maybe you can trade for milk. But the point is that there are lots of opportunities and for the city, there's opportunities. You know, we routinely replace trees and hedges and bushes and all sorts of things. But generally it's, it's things that require a lot of maintenance. We have, um, plants and uh, trees and grasses that are indigenous to our area that are also food producing and take very little maintenance. We should probably, when we are replacing things, start replacing them with things that we can actually utilize. It's um, There's a lot to be said about um, being self-sufficient and not having to rely on, on other countries, other places to get what you need. And I think that that is what maybe has opened a lot of people's eyes in the past couple of weeks, especially with trying to procure different kinds of, uh, you know, PPE and all that sort of stuff. But on a smaller level, that's exactly what you're trying to do here as well, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. So there's also a power in keeping our money in our local economy. Um, Once we put our money into like a big corporation where the money goes out of our uh, city, that money's gone. And so if we can keep money in our local economy, uh, we can keep it flowing and and keep jobs going. The other aspect of all of this is there's the bigger picture. If we have an ethic and understanding around food, that leads to innovation. And that also leads to putting more priority on what we're really good at in Alberta, which is agriculture. Now, we can either buy solutions from the rest of the world or we can provide the solutions. And I would like to be a provider. Councillor Aaron Paquette joining us this afternoon from Ward 4. Anything else that uh, you want to say to anyone listening to, to about what's been going on, just how how you're seeing the city getting through this? And uh, is there anything that you want to tell 
folks uh, about I'm the situation that we're in? I'm proud of our city, yeah. You know, there are some, we, we've seen some stumbling blocks. We see people throwing their, their personal protective equipment out onto the ground mm-hmm. when they uh, are done with it, which is frankly bizarre. Please don't do that. They're causing problems. But by and large, uh, people in Edmonton have responded so well. I'm really proud of our communities. And I'm proud, actually, of our administration. They are taking on an unexpected and huge job. And so far, it's gone fairly smoothly. Um, the other thing that I would uh, mention, though, is that I understand that this time can feel like there is a lot that is out of our control. And we watch the, uh, the death toll rising, and it's heartbreaking. Okay. But one thing that we can do is find ways that that we can be in control, you know, whether that's uh, what you choose to eat, if you choose to exercise. And, you know, honestly, just something like a simple community garden or a personal garden gives you a sense of something that you can be in control of and also something that you can see brings life and uh, brings beauty. So, you know, there is beauty everywhere. And one day, one day, Jalen, we're going to have spring. <laughs> that will be a good day. <laughs> won't it? Won't it be? Hopefully, it uh, lasts longer than just a day, and we ha- get into some nice weather here sooner rather than later. Councillor Pickett, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Uh, thanks for uh, your work on this, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Oh, thank you, Jaylen. Take care. Yeah, take care now, Councillor Pickett, joining us.